Well, usually when I walk into schools within 30 minutes, I know if there is bullying, intimidation, or harassment occurring on that campus. I feel the tension. Virtual NASA 2020 is right around the corner. Come and learn about the latest topics and trends that are impacting school nurses around the world. Earn up to 15 plus contact hours of continuing nursing education CNE credits, highlighting our theme, a seat at the table, winning together for student health. The voice of school nurses is more pivotal than ever with the current crisis impacting countries around the world. Come and hear from national and international speakers, including Liz Dozier, Donna Clark Love, Adebisi Adubuwale, Dr. Delaney Rustin, and others to learn how to elevate your voice and leverage your seat at the table. Save your virtual seat today. Register via www.nasn.org. Welcome to the NASN School Nurse Chat Podcast. I'm Donna Mazik, Executive Director for the National Association of School Nurses. And I'm Jade Bland-Slappy, NASN's Nursing Education and Practice Specialist and Lead Nurse Conference Planner. The focus of today's podcast is bullying, a topic that will be presented at NASN 2020 Virtual Conference by today's guest, Donna Clark-Love. Ms. Love will speak at conference on Toppling the Tyrant, the Bully at Work, which will be a general session. And then later that day, she will present her Power Hour session titled Handling Bullying Culture in Schools and on Nursing Teams. Ms. Love is an internationally recognized expert and trainer in the area of bullying prevention. She has been featured on national news to highlight successful bullying prevention and intervention programs. She conducts administrative and teacher in-service trainings, parent and community presentations, and student leadership workshops. Ms. Love also shares research-based turnkey systems any company or organization can use to assess, address, and stop workplace bullying. Ms. Love, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. Yes, welcome, Ms. Love. Well, thank you, and I'm very honored to be here, and I look forward to visiting with you all. Well, we'd like to start with getting a, a sense of what got you started on building your expertise on bullying issues. Well, I think I wanted to become an expert when I was targeted in the seventh grade. I was a new student. I moved from West Texas to the Valley Girl area in Southern California. Uh, I had a Texas accent. I wore Wrangler jeans and I looked very different from the Valley Girls and I spoke differently. And I was targeted by the eighth grade bully, which made my life miserable for that year. So this really motivated me to actually become a teacher. And when I became a teacher, I wanted to be an advocate for those that were being mistreated. And I began as a teacher to speak to my students, to do some research on bullying before bullying was even a buzzword. People were not talking about it that much then. 
And I began to do presentations for parents of my students and other parents. As I was speaking, I saw the need to speak more. I was hired as a district administrator and I worked with 53 schools on school violence. And in my school district, there was gang warfare. There was a lot of animosity between the north and south side of the freeway. And I knew that I really needed to have programs that addressed all of these issues. And I also you know, was scared that I would have maybe a school shooter or a lot of violence. So I researched and I started working with the Department of Education and developing curriculum and programmatic ways that we could address bullying. I became a spokesperson for the Department of Education and I wrote programs that could be carried out in K through 12 schools. And what I found and how I think I became an expert is by working in the trenches. I had to carry out the research to the schools. So I began working hands-on with families and with training staff and with administrators. And I found what works and didn't work, that sometimes things that are written on paper, some of our greatest research practices does not work until we carry it out and we find how to refine everything that we have learned. And I really found out what worked and didn't work. So I was working in this field before bullying was a big buzzword. And so my expertise comes from these experiences and also working internationally. I worked in Belize when their country was experiencing the highest amount of violence in the whole world. And I was able to work with teachers and government officials on how do we stop the violence. And we started with bullying and we moved on the continuum to address other violent behaviors. Ms. Love, your background is just you know, uh, very fascinating and very interesting, and especially how you got to this point in uh, as far as teaching and building your expertise in bullying with schools. And so that just kind of leads me to the next question is just, you know, why do you think school nurses might be at risk of experiencing bullying? There are risk factors for nurses. One is the loneliness, the seclusion or isolation. Many times you're the only health professional at your school and or sometimes you're traveling to multiple schools and you're alone. You know, you're doing your work. Sometimes you're overwhelmed with your caseload of, of students that you're seeing you're isolated and you're not having time to build a support system. And sometimes on the school campus, your clinic or your place of residence is removed from the hubbub of what's happening. And there's a lack of communication. And this can result in being scapegoated. For instance, you know, a teacher sends you a student and thinks the student needs to go home because the student is sick. And you make a decision to send the student back to class. It causes conflict with the student as well as the teacher. 
Sometimes parents are upset that you're sending their child home. They have to take off work. You get caught in the maze of the lack of communication with all stakeholders, and you're targeted for that. Sometimes there's a misperception of the nursing role among faculty because you're not included in important conversations. All of this, or lack of support from nursing administrators or from your colleagues, this sets you up to be at risk for (laughs) intimidating or harassing scapegoating behaviors. And that makes total sense, Ms. Love, because, you know, I don't know if you know this kind of like old saying that we have in nursing, but it's like nurses eat their young type of thing, you know, where it's that whole concept of, you know, quote unquote, you know, the more seasoned nurse, not really, you know, liking the new mindset or approach of a newly positioned nurse, you know, which causes us as a profession, you know, not just within school nursing, but within nursing in general, sometimes to have good quality individuals walk away from the profession, unfortunately. And then the other piece is that, When I think about bullying, sometimes I think, well, okay, it could be peer to peer or it could be coming from someone higher up. So what would you say to those listeners who are tuning in right now that may have already signed up for our virtual conference, others that might just be on the fence and not quite sure, you know, what could they find compelling about coming and attending your two sessions for our conference? Well, I think that some of the nurse practitioners have attended previous bullying workshops, and they may think that, oh, I already know everything about this topic. I'm sick of this topic. And what I want to tell you is that I'm going to provide a fresh approach, a new approach to dealing with bullying behaviors. And I use a sense of humor. I'm going to do real life scenarios. I'm going to bring to life this topic. Some of you that are listening to this podcast may not think that you have bullying at your school or that you're experiencing bullying. Mm -hmm. And by attending this, you're going to see that sometimes we tolerate unacceptable behaviors and we don't even understand that it's bullying. So if you come to these sessions, you're going to learn some strategies that you can use at home if you have siblings or with your family or if you have children that are fighting and bullying each other. Mm-hmm. You can use in the workplace. You can use wherever you go. So it's going to be practical, live application strategies that you can take with you. And we're going to have fun, too. We're going to laugh. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds very interesting, Miss Love. I really look forward to it. Good. That's wonderful. You mentioned that sometimes people don't even know they're experiencing bullying. And as you speak at the NASN conference on toppling the tyrant, can you give us a window into what a typical personality characteristic or several characteristics of a tyrant is? Okay. So the definition of a tyrant is someone that rules with power usually they're abusing their power. And a tyrant on a campus can be that person I call the screaming Mimi, that person that intimidates others, overbearing, the person that walks in a room like a tank and that runs over other people. 
and they believe that their opinion is the most important and they like to berate and humiliate others. But let's look at the other side, the tyrant that I call the two-headed snake. This is the person that's talking behind other people's backs, the spreading gossip. This is the tyrant. They may pretend that they're your best friend, but they're misaligning you with others. And I think it's critical mm -hmm. that we look at all of these personality types that can be the bullies on campus. And we stop saying, oh, that's just their personality. We stop allowing different personalities to abuse us or mistreat us or disrespect us, that we need to address these personalities. It's helpful to know this love. You know, we can identify or even experience some of those characteristics in people we work with, but we don't mm -hmm. always know how to address them. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I was thinking about your session and actually talking with someone about it. And, you know, they didn't at first like the term referred to as tyrant, you know, when they right. were discussing the whole portion of bullying. But when you put it in that context, Miss Love, you know, again, it makes absolute sense as to why it would be called that. So, you know, what do you consider you're already kind of starting to kind of give us a little bit of a taste of that? Like, what are the true signs of bullying behaviors that school nurses can be aware of? When we talk about true bullying, we have to look at this. We have to look at the, the standard definition. Uh, true bullying has these characteristics, that there's an intention to harm. It's happening over a period of time. It's happening repeatedly. And many times it's an imbalance of power. So we've got to have these components to consider it true bullying. And some, since bullying is a buzzword, everything gets kind of looped into that. And mm -hmm. we have to know what is true bullying and how is it displayed among our adults as well as our students. And mm -hmm. I just want to separate this, that if you have a colleague that's having a bad day and that colleague may lash out at you and then maybe... 15 minutes later, this colleague says, oh, my gosh, I'm having a bad day. I apologize for what I said to you. I took it out on you. It is not your fault. So a true bully does not have that empathy gene. A true bully will lash out, and they don't even many times feel like they've done anything wrong. They feel entitled to treat you that way. So the difference, sometimes I, when I talk to schools, I talk about in organizations that Many times the true bully is missing that empathy gene and they're not going to apologize for their behavior. So I want people to know the difference in how certain behaviors are displayed. And I'll talk about it in my workshop. And many times we miss these covert bullying behaviors, which we are being assigned an unreasonable workload. Uh, information is withheld from us as a nurse when we need to make critical decisions. Mm -hmm. So these are those insidious, slow, covert bullying behaviors that we may miss. And then we have, you know, our overt bullying behaviors, which many times and sometimes they're demonstrated by parents, very aggressive and mm -hmm. abusive towards us. 
Right, making right. sometimes people make unfair comparisons between us if we're a new nurse and the veteran nurse, and it can be just belittling opinions. And so these are types of behaviors that we see the ones that are overt, but we miss the covert ones. Thank you for that response, Miss Love. Yes. Are you ready to thrive by transforming your life challenges into a launching pad? For joy. From workplace bullying, personality conflicts, addiction, major health issues, stress, and parenting concerns to the inability to successfully balance your work and personal life. Thrive can help you overcome any obstacle, scale any height, and transform your life. If you want a signed copy, please go to https colon forward slash forward slash bullying expert dot com forward slash store forward slash. Well, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Miss Donna Clark Love, bullying expert, author, and international speaker. Miss Love, we know that bullying behaviors can be passive or aggressive or sometimes a mixture of both. You know, sometimes we encounter those that have passive aggressive tactics, you know, the ones that are not quite in your face, but they're there. So how would you or how would someone know if their workplace has a problem with bullying, whether it be peer to peer versus supervisor, as you mentioned before, someone who's just having a bad day? Well, usually when I walk into schools within 30 minutes, I know if there is bullying, intimidation, or harassment occurring on that campus. I feel the tension. And many of our workplaces, there's this pervasive silence that we only talk about certain topics. Mm -hmm. No one is talking about the elephant in the living room. We may have two or three, you know, active bullies, I call them, many campuses We'll have someone that other people are scared of. Everyone avoids this person. They do not want to make a mistake around this person. It can be the leader. It can be a nurse administrator. It can be, can even be a colleague in a nurse's meeting. It can be the principal. It can be a teacher. And what's going on is that there are conflicts that are not being resolved. There's an atmosphere of oppression when I talk to nurses, I talk about what happens inside is that you may feel this inner tension, you may feel crazy inside, and you feel this relief when you leave your campus. And this is not a very conducive, unified work atmosphere if these things are going on. And it starts with, I see there's a lack of respect and common courtesy with colleagues and this tolerance of unacceptable behaviors that becomes the norm. And the biggest is there's a lack of communication that no one knows what the left hand or right hand is doing. Your topic is very timely for us, especially with the theme, overall theme of our conference being having a seat at the table, winning together for student health. But the other piece about the whole bullying concept is retaliation. 
So how do school nurses kind of handle or deal with the aspect that maybe they do address or maybe have tried to address bullying, whether it be among their supervisor or their peer, and feel that they were retaliated or the possibility of being retaliated against? Well, in the state of Texas, we have a bullying law for schools, and it addresses about retaliation that, you know, that if you are retaliated against that something you make a report and then someone retaliates, then you can take action. And now some of this action is that you sometimes have to keep going higher till you get help. You know, you follow the protocol with, you know, your supervisor, your immediate supervisor, and sometimes you need to go higher. It is never okay and it's never acceptable to make a report and then to receive some kind of punishment or consequences for making that report. And that means that your anonymity wasn't protected and you need to go higher to address the issue. Ms. Love, what we understand from our conversation with you is that bullying is a complex problem with complex solutions. And we appreciate your research and your intent to translate research that's out there, evidence that's been discovered and uncovered, so that it can be practiced in school settings. Could you share at least one solution for how we can stop bullying? I would love to. No matter where I speak, this question will come up. And how do we stop it? You know, what is the solution? Well, of course, there's not one solution, but I want to talk about something, a solution that I feel we're missing and that we're not doing. And what it is, is going back on the continuum of bullying behaviors. And we go back to the very beginning when we start living our lives with an attitude of gratitude and learning to respect all people. And that means that we practice common courtesy, good old-fashioned respect, the thank you, I'm sorry. When we make a mistake, we make our amends. We own our part. That we practice kindness, that we agree to disagree. And when I go into schools, this is what I find. I find educators that have been inundated with all of these protocols. They have to write this report for bullying. They have to justify that it's true bullying. They don't even know sometimes who to report to. So what happens is that we ignore these common rude behaviors because we, we question ourselves. We say, oh, is that bullying? Oh, I don't think it is. So we walk down the halls and we ignore it because we don't want to write a report and we don't know who to report it to. Let's get back to addressing me. If we see, and we don't have to even name it, call it bullying. Let's mm -hmm. address behaviors that are unacceptable. If someone calls someone else a name, someone belittle someone for their answer. Let's address that. Let's begin having our voice and standing up for our peers when we see these behaviors around us that are unacceptable. You know, and I'll, I'll give an example of 
someone that goes through the drive through restaurant, they get their order and the order is wrong. They didn't put mayonnaise on their cheeseburger. And so what happens is the person in the car will berate the person helping them for not getting the order right. And our kids watch this. And it's this common courtesy that we we got to get back to and respecting all people and having a voice to stand up for those that are being mistreated. Let's be kind. Let's go back to the pro-social skills that many of us learned when we were children that are not being taught in many homes. I mean, I could get on my soapbox forever about this, (laughs) but I feel very strongly about it. And we'd like to invite those who are planning to learn more and to take those simple steps to at least begin at the beginning to practice common courtesy, respect, and addressing unacceptable behavior, come and join us for the virtual NASA 2020 conference session on Thursday, July 2nd. Donna Clark Love will be talking from the topic, Toppling the Tyrant, the Bully at Work. And that'll happen from 11 a.m. Eastern time to 12 p.m. Eastern time. And then she'll follow up with her Power Hour session which is called Handling Bullying Culture in Schools and on Nursing Teams. And that'll take place from 2.50 p.m. to 3.50 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you so much, Donna Clark-Love, for being our guest for this NASA School Nurse Chat podcast. Thank you, Jade and Donna and NASN. And I so appreciate y'all for interviewing me today. Nice. Yes, thank you. We look forward to talking to you, and we thank all of our listeners for joining us today. Join us for the virtual NASA 2020 annual conference starting on Monday, June 29th through Friday, July 3rd, 2020. NASA will be tackling workplace bullying, including bullying among peers and bullying in schools with international speaker, author, and bullying expert, Donna Clark Love. Learn tips and strategies that will help you to address the bullying culture on your job or among your peers. If you would like to hear more on this topic, join us for Donna Clark Love's general session, Toppling the Tyrant, the Bully at Work, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. And her Power Hour session Handling Bullying Culture in Schools and on Nursing Teams from 2.50 p.m. to 3.50 p.m. Eastern. Sign up today for Virtual NASA 2020 via www.nasn.org.